These are essential oils. It won't get you high and it will make your hands feel great. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I hate everything about you. I hope he's not referring to me. I'm Brett. And this I... is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the gullible gilder. Uh, so, gentlemen, how are we? Joe what, Brett, Brett, up there for Brett. Uh, yeah, Brett, what have you been up to? Me? Why, no, am, I, Brett. why am I going first? Um, <clears throat> okay, so in the last week since we've talked, um, I've been working on a pretty simple little project. Uh, ben got a sandblasting cabinet or a media blasting cabinet um which is going to be quite useful and there's a specific technique i don't know if he wants me to kind of talk about it but something he did back in his his younger years and uh it specifically uses sandblasting for it hopefully we'll see something come out of that in the next week after i finish the cart but i have to make kind of a simple but multifunctional self-contained cabinet cart thing that we can wheel in and wheel out um which as per the last episode before this where we were talking about how the railing was just an expanded table this is the reverse of that where we're just taking all the techniques and slapping them back together to make a table so simple but with enough little um additives where it'll be uh it's been a fun uh, fabrication challenge. So um, beyond that, I had talked to you guys about a property that I was really keen on and crossed my fingers that I might get this really ideal living situation so I can start working and have a workshop. Turns out it was a massive scam. And the guy attempted to take $900 from me with a hook very little verification and i'm just pessimistic enough about humans in general <laughs> where i no. felt like it was coming and i stayed i stayed pretty hesitant the entire time to give him any kind of information like legal information and what eventually ended up happening was i go well i need some type of documentation he was trying to do this privately without a realty company and all this or this is the spiel that he was giving me and I said, okay, well, I need some type of document just legally so that I know I have something in case something goes wrong. So I mocked up a little email and sent it to him and asked him for a signature. And the returned email was a drag and drop, clearly Photoshopped signature on top of it that did not match the name of the person that I was supposedly messaging. <laughs> um, I then called him and got a voice on the other end of the phone that i was not expecting and the guy could not confirm any of the information so you know yep. fun little yeah. fun little day of sounds like a scam yeah and then i ended up uh telling jess about it and she goes you have to report somebody so this is a long story i'm sorry but ben <laughs> ended up saying that this is very typical that people do for airbnbs and different properties so i went on the google machine found the property being listed on an actual real estate site for sale and then called them gave them all the information and they basically were like thank you so much for doing this we are absolutely going to destroy this guy and i was like yay vindication <laughs> but that was it it's just been a week of slightly building things but also also what i'm hoping is that by the next podcast i can tell you guys that i have a house 
Yeah. I'm in the final throes of an actual place through a realty company legally binded. So that's about it on my end. Good stuff. Yeah. You sound so Well, I say good stuff. (laughs) Well, my my like default position is to say good stuff, and then I was like, wait, no, that's 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 not good. That's actually bad stuff. Yeah, people are terrible. Yes, they are. Anyway, moving uh, on. speaking of terrible people, Al, what have you been up to? Hey, I mildly agree with that. Um, <laughs> the first time in like over a month, I managed to get into the fucking workshop. Hey, hey. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Um, yeah, so I had zero chance in January, um, just because of how busy work's been, um, and things going on here as well. Um, but yeah, this. Saturday morning, I was like up bright and early, started drawing some plans up, getting some materials. I bought my first thing off Facebook Marketplace, which is yeah, going did. to be part of the build because um, it was dirt cheap and it's secondhand. So like, I, I bit this guy's hand off, but I was like, I've never done this before. He hasn't got his like address on Facebook and not, he doesn't have any Facebook profile, just like his name. I was like, this is fucking dodgy. Again, <laughs> this looks a lot like Brett's uh, landlord ordeal. Um, and I was like, do I go tooled up to this? Like, how's that going to look if I, like, rock up with, like, some sort of, like, weapon in my hand? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for the sale. This doesn't need to go any other way than it plans on. Um, and then when I, when I went there as well, it was, like, in the middle of fucking nowhere. And there was no, like, like number address. It was just a, a name of a building. Like in the in the middle of a field, and oh, uh, so a very typical I, Irish address. I, pretty I, much, <laughs> the postcode was literally in the middle of a field. Um, I, and, I I don't understand why this is a problem. This is like normal stuff around here. Yeah, but you're all nice down there. This is in the middle of the fucking Yorkshire Dales. <laughs> Steve, yeah. Steve's just <laughs> Steve's address is just geese. There are a pile of geese on geese, the side of the road. Goose, go, the goosey place. Um, number one, <laughs> number one. <laughs> um, but anyway, it turned out it was fine. He was just a bit of a nutter. Um, but yeah, he um, made the purchase straight. First thing I did was take it home, take it apart, um, as is tradition. Um, but it's going to be part of an integral furniture piece, um, ooh. Ooh, which would be my first foray into such nonsense. If it's um, not a, a self-pouring like a coffee, coffee table, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> like a river epoxy river table, but it's coffee. <laughs> um, but that wasn't enough. So I also started another project, Uh-oh. which is, um, I think, and apologies if it isn't, the first collaboration at the Hack Shack. Um, it'd be something that is a pretty big fucking project, and I'm hoping to get it done by Maker Central, maybe because something nice. that we can take to Maker Central and have a lot of fun with. Um, so a couple of little projects. I'm trying to keep them under wraps, um, but very excited to be in there. Lots of planning, lots of organization and preparation, um, and actually getting on with shit and being able to have time to do it. So very nice. exciting. Good little weekend. On top of that, I managed to rack off uh, the last of this year's cider, which I was really worried was starting to smell a bit farty. Um, but turns out that's what good, all good cider should smell like anyway. And it's, uh, it, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> and it's actually fucking delicious. So um, I yeah. racked that off. I'm just going to, I'm going to bottle it tomorrow, I think. Um, yeah. And lots of other stuff. Storms. 
Storms. Yeah. Lots of storms. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, uh, good good cider should smell a little bit farty when you uh, first crack the bottle. Just... Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. I, uh, I have still not been in my own workshop yet. Um, but I did get to make my crowning achievement uh, in all my many years on this earth. The finest uh, piece of mixed media makery that I've ever done. Made a little individual shelf for my teacup. Nice. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> the tea I shelf. Little uh, like that. <laughs> it was literally just like a bit of angle iron with, that already had some holes in it and a scrap of OSB. And I now want to put these up all over the workshop so I can have somewhere <laughs> to put my tea that's not an anvil. Um, but yeah, I did that. Uh, we had a, so as a lot of you know, um, the basis of of the forge is all uh, the kitchenware and all the stuff like that we do. Um, and through that, we work with a lot of chefs. Um, one of those chefs is a guy called Valentine Warner. And he was doing a an evening with Val um, in one of the uh nearby restaurants um one that's literally five minutes walk five minute walk from owl's house i don't know why that was so difficult to say uh and this is big tall owl not loud owl um and uh yeah so we went with that uh went to that with owl and it was really really good it mm-hmm. was uh val's got a new book out um and so he was reading excerpts from that between courses um it was really good food uh it was yeah it was just it was a really good night out it it was nice. about the same price as going for a nice meal out um but it had the added advantage of of having some kind of entertainment with it as well so um so yeah it that was good it was a good excuse to take a night off of everything else and just go enjoy ourselves um and then saturday was the first class of the year um, it's the first time we've been able to do a class this early in the year. Normally, they don't start until like May sort of time. Um, but because we've got the new workshop and it's all built and everything, we've actually been able to to do more of that. Um, and we're even at the point now where basically all of our classes are booked out except for, I think there's two or three um, that have still got places, including a couple of the beginners ones. But the vast majority of our classes are booked. So we're looking at... Uh, basically expanding the amount of classes we do um expanding the variety and, and everything else so hopefully relatively soon um like as in within the next few months uh hopefully before maker central um we should actually have uh some new course dates up on the website for people to to get involved with um and other than that i've been helping my sister move house yeah. which which will be fine I didn't find out she was even moving house until I got a phone call Friday night saying, uh, can you come over and give us a hand after work? Uh, yeah, sure. Doing what? Do you M- mean she, house. she invited you over and then when you got there, what she actually got you to do was to paint the fucking house? No, no. Who the fuck would do something like that? Yeah. That's, that would be a terrible yeah. thing to do. To right someone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, th- this was just a case of, she decided she well, they all decided they were moving house and then I just got asked to help and then accused of being a bad brother for not knowing she was moving house. <laughs> so it's like that. Thanks, Kirst. Love you too. Dick. 
Um, but yeah, so that was my wonderful week of wonderfulness. That was an alliteration that didn't work. Um, speaking of things that don't work, uh, that I was trying to link that into scams, and it, right, it, well, was, it was going it. nowhere. <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah, Brett, do you want to just talk a little bit more about the potential scamage and kind of start that conversation going? Oh, yeah. One and only target for me. Um, so, it, yes, the recent happenings on my end, uh, silly as they were, it, it just kind of reminded me of moments in life where maybe scam is a bit too derivative of, of a term, but I'm using it as uh, I'm using it as a basis for the moments in life where it seems like you're you're getting ripped off. Maybe that's another term for it. Or um, somebody. Are we going to have another? Them. What does that mean? Episode. Yeah. What does maker <laughs> versus craftsman? Um, <laughs> no, I I get really put off and and I get really hesitant when things seem a bit too good to be true, which I feel like I remember saying to at least a couple of people um, where it was like, oh, I think I found this property and it's it's way too good to be true. I have no idea like how this is going to work out. And because it felt like it was too good to be true, I was immediately on guard. You know, it was it was like, OK, don't go too far. Don't send this person any money, any uh, financial information, whatever. Like I just avoided everything that I possibly could until the moment of kind of finding out that it was a total scam. But this has happened in the past, too, where away from the the most overt scam, things like chain letters or, you know, hyperlinks that send you to a malware site or something gets downloaded <laughs> to your computer and destroys it. Aside from all that stuff, I feel like there's been plenty of moments in my life, too, where it's like, OK, this call it like a tool sale at at like a big box company. You go, why are they selling 15 tools for, you know, 100 quid? That doesn't even make sense. Something's got to be wrong. Like, how, how are they getting it? And it turns out you read the fine print. It says, you know, oh, you get that set of 100 after spending $2,000, which isn't really a scam, but it's a bit misleading. Yeah. And I feel like it happens, you know, in the social media world. I feel like I've been seeing it. And I know somebody, I can't really remember the exact... Uh, user that posted it but something just happened on instagram where you get a direct message that says hey i worked on this thing for an hour you uh, should look yeah. at it it might have been sharon that posted it um and yeah. you click on the link and it's it's like totally screws up your system <laughs> so yeah. with with you guys maybe maybe expand outside of the typical use of the word scam but are there moments in your life where you feel like you've either learned something, hopefully you learned something from it, you know, not to trust anyone. Don't trust anyone don't trust ever. Anyone ever. Al, I'll go for it. Yeah, I've got a couple of thoughts on that. I think um, the like non-traditional scams, I think are the more, the sort of stealth ones, like to the point where even it's just become like normal practice to the point where you just accept them. So like PPE. Like like no, like PPE. PPE, but I mean that was just no, a PPI. PPI, not PPE. PPE is a scam as well. It's, it's, <laughs> all, it's all nonsense. Um, yeah, you don't need eyes. 
He's got any eyes. He's got any eyes to see. Um, the 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 <laughs> wow. Co- you know, company companies can just basically their whole business model now is to scam you. But it's 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 almost with it because it's within the realms of capitalism. It just becomes acceptable. Like um, capitalism is a scam. Like when when I was when I was refurbing my printer, which granted is you know very old and in the scheme of electronics, in theory, you know is past its sell by date. But it's in yeah. good nick. There's no damage to it, other than it being blocked up. There's nothing wrong with the printer. But in cleaning it out and going through the cycles, um, there's like a waste chamber in printers. That when you when uh, you run the print cycle, all yeah. the waste ink goes into there. I mean, obviously, when you think about it, it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> it's not just like emptying out the bottom of the the printer. Yeah. Um, and in printers, specifically like inkjets, big ones like the Epson, um, that thing fills up. And it's like um, it has like a, a a counter on it, like a like a bulb on a projector, like a life like a life cycle. Yeah. And similar to the bulb on the projector, at the end of that life, even if the bulb is still fine, it will stop working, and say change the bulb. Yeah. With the printer, it says this is now full. You cannot use the printer anymore. Yeah. No, not not this place. This part is a consumable and replaceable this printer no longer can be used and you can't replace this part. Yeah. You know, you can, you can work around it and you can em- manually drain it and empty it and like reset it using some like um, firmware and stuff. But then the second you do that, you know, <laughs> you've, vo- you've voided everything and you're basically into like yeah. the dark realms of messing around with your kit, which is fine. I'm, I'm into that stuff and I'm more than capable. But if I was just an innocent kind of naive person going, Oh, well, Better throw it away and buy another printer, <laughs> and, it, yeah. that, and that's that's the scam. But it, it's just become sort of, yeah, you know, normal behavior now that we, we just accept. And, and I mean, that's a very specific niche reference, but that kind of shit, that kind of shit <laughs> goes on all the time. And 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 every, every I, I watched a YouTube video um, last night. Actually, I was I was struggling to sleep, so I just I was just like filtering through stuff I'd never seen before. It wasn't like one of my subscribed channels or anything. And it was a guy talking about Amazon's electronics. So it was something like Amazon, the the one of the biggest sellers of electronics goods, their own brand in the world. Yeah. Um, all the like Kindles and stuff that they sell, and all the cheap tablets and like cheap speakers and all that shit. Um, yeah, the, like the Amazon basics. Yeah, and he was just talking about the the business model and and um, how cheap it is and how they just cut corners and only give a one year warranty. None of it's re- repairable, but it's so cheap yeah. that uh, people have just kind of not noticed that it's not for purpose. Yeah. So like in the UK and I think in Europe, well, maybe not anymore now that we're not in the EU, <laughs> um, all electronics have to have a two year warranty by law because otherwise it's not fucking fit for purpose. You buy a toaster and it's not yeah. working after a year. It's a, it's not, that's not a fucking toaster. Um, but they're just kind of bypassing this. And now just the production of these things is a scam and they're deliberately like under specking things so that they're already out of spec when they're, when they're brand new. So you're already wanting yeah. to buy the next one before you've even bought the one that's just come out, and it and it's just this ongoing thing. This 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 you know what once was companies would take pride in having the best tech, now they actually deliberately give you the shit stuff, like the the Tesla. You know, oh, you want the faster Tesla? Same Tesla. <laughs> yeah, we just literally type in a bit of code to unlock. There it goes faster. <laughs> yeah, and it, I, yeah. I just I just. I, like you said, Brett, the, the the idea of a scam, which once was like 
you know, some Cockney geezer trying to like bamboozle you out of your money on the street. <laughs> I'm a like, geezer. Yeah. Like, oh, shine your shoes, Gavna. Like just, just coming over and, and kind of using his wits and, and, and playing a game. Now it's we're just kind of bending over and taking it. It's 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 so bizarre that scams are now just common practice. Yeah, I mean it, it's funny you say that about the Teslas because I I can't remember which brand of cars it was, but um, there was a, a brand of cars. It, it was something. It was something like the BMWs or something like that. But they were well well known for the fact that if you ordered a like the electric windows package on it was uh, some ridiculous fee, like an extra thousand pound or two thousand pound or something like that. Um, but if you ordered it with manual windows, then took off the door cards, the the motor for the electric windows was still there. It was yeah, still yeah. all installed. Yeah, because because it would cost them more than that to yeah. change the production line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it it's just absolute madness. And this, this that's the thing is like this sort of thing happens all the time. It, it's paying for those upgrades that aren't really upgrades. It's the you know they're just. Like you say, t- typing that bit of code in that that stops it from having that extra bit of power, um, and loads of cars do it. And it, it's the same with like the the brake horsepower on stuff. It's it's literally just a change to the ECU, and and that's it. Your car's got more power, sort of thing. It's <laughs> mad. Well, Al, you'll know a bit about this just because of your marketing situation. But um, in in my past jobs. I ran into this situation a handful of times where the whatever the marketing spiel that somebody was shilling out was so fine-tuned to promise the moon but deliver very little. Yeah. But it was all in the verbiage or the <clears throat> the imagery used to you know it's nothing new that people use certain imagery or certain words in marketing to try and yeah. upsell their product it that i would hope that most people are aware of that but it kills me at certain times when uh, like nowadays with all of the information that's available like you were saying a minute ago people have got people have become more aware of certain things because of the knowledge available on the internet but at the same time the marketing people have to get smarter about how to dodge any kind of responsibility or or certain terminology that would guarantee a certain thing. So if you if you say that we have a two year guarantee on something, th- what is the Tommy Boy line? I could take a shit in a box and market guaranteed doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there there are ways of saying like, well, it's you know, it's like the organic food thing that yeah. that happened a few years ago where you can technically market organic because of x y and z and people were spending more money on something marked organic that was actually very much skirting the line yeah. of yeah. yes it was legally organic but in the sense that they wanted it to be organic it was just yeah. marketing yeah. wang yeah i mean there's like in the uk that happens a lot with um with pubs so on the side of a, or on, outside of a pub you can have a sign that says home cooked food <laughs> and all it means is it, it's cooked on the premises yeah. whereas homemade food it has to actually be made from scratch on the premises Ooh. and it's it's a really really fine line that people drive but they obviously use home cooked because it gives that image of it being nice and homely and all that and the fact that they've actually got 15 freezers full of <laughs> chips and aunt bessie's yorkshire puds you know it People don't realize that because they just see that and go, oh, it must all be fresh and uncooked. It's, it's not. Um, and and the same, to a certain extent, happens with um, 
this is something that was coming up in in work uh, this week. We've we had a few people uh, come into the workshop, um, including uh, Will Shakespeare of all people, um, the glass blower, not the playwright, um, and and we were having this conversation about uh, the Bath Christmas markets and how um, there's it, it's it's kind of advertised and marketed as this uh, this place to go to get like real artisan craft stuff um and how there's a load of people that buy stuff in from elsewhere in the world bring it into the uk and either just take a label off of it or you know put one extra screw in or something like that and call it made in the uk yeah yeah yeah. and there's there's no checks that go into that to see that it's actually made in the uk it's just you're taking it on on that person's word um designed in california (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly like it, it's one of those things where you, you i think now more than ever you have to have um i would i, w- I want to say it's it's almost our responsibility but i i'm not sure if that's entirely true um but you have to at least be aware of the fact that pretty much everyone ever is trying to get one over on you just to to make that like in terms of people that are selling stuff mm. like they're they're all trying to use the same tactics. And yes, there are people out there that are trying to be as honest as, as possible, but the vast majority, you have to kind of take everything to say with a pinch of salt. You have to at least think you can't just take things on face value. Well, do you think that's maybe why we're all trying, you know, there's, there's something to be said about the passion and why we want to make things and why we want to, I don't know, work with our hands yeah. to create unique pieces do you think that yeah. might be an aspect of why we want to do what we do where it's like i i i would gladly sell you products that i make if for no other reason doesn't matter that i made it it's that i know guaranteed that it was made like if yeah if i was able to say you know i know for a fact that if steve puts out there that he's forged the project and it's for sale then i I know that because yeah. I have a direct relationship with Steve and I'll probably end up seeing how he made it or, you know, I'll post some photos about it versus anything that we buy at a retailer or somebody that maybe doesn't have, um, you know, a paper trail to be able to get to him. It's difficult uh, given what we do to have any kind of trust. And it, it sucks. You know, it's a pessimistic way of looking at things. And I realize I am a massive pessimist. I wish you guys could see what was going on right now. On the camera. <laughs> um, I know I've been a pessimist forever and I'm just a grumpus, but it, a lot of it is comes out of just being, you know, experienced. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Comes from fucking experience and getting calloused on the outside of everybody else screwing you. I, over. I, Al, I know you want a point, but I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, cause I, through years of, of, working with the general public i have an innate distrust of of everyone just because there's there's so many times that i've that, that you know that's been proven right that doesn't mean that i'm not willing to give someone a chance it just means that yeah i might put a few more checks in place and i don't necessarily think it is being a grump because sometimes it's, it is just being a realist it's going eh, this sounds too good to be true so i'm just you know i'm i'm going to give you the not the benefit of the doubt in but I you know I'm, I'm gonna give you a chance but I'm gonna give you a chance to prove that this isn't too good to be true mm-hmm. and then I'll do everything I can to help you but you know you you need to 
to kind of prove that sort of thing. So, so I, I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm I'm similar to that, but I think flip the other way. Like I, I'm incredibly open minded, and I will give hmm. time for anyone, and I will help anyone, and talk to anyone, and kind of, um, you know, just just give give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that I haven't worked out where the exits are. Yeah, you know, or or I'm sat there, you know, calculating what's going to happen. You know, every you know, every junction I come to in a car, it's like, be nice, let them out. Yeah, but I know, yeah. well, you know, I know I know how to get out of this situation if you're going to fucking drive into me. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, 100%. So it's like, it. yes, I'm willing to be open-minded and trust people, but it doesn't mean I'm not ready for the scam. Yeah. Because to be naive and to think that even the nicest person in the world, you know, there's still the possibility that they might be trying yeah. to scam you. Um, so I think, I think it's a healthy... I don't think you're pessimistic at all. I think I think you've got exactly the right attitude, um, and it doesn't come across as if you're like um, guarded or anything. It's not like oh, it's hard talking to Brett because he doesn't trust anyone. It's not. It's not like that. Yeah. You know, you, it, it, it is absolutely um, a, a valuable <laughs> fucking asset to have. Is 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 to 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 be um, on your guard. I guess you know. Well, I like the way you put yeah. that. It, it, it's like knowing your exits or the exit yeah. strategy, right? Being yeah. being guarded and kind of armored to the bad shit in the world is just something that you healthy. can choose to develop. And yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's, I think it's a healthy attitude because at no, at no point, at no point in the future, if, if world hunger was solved and, you know, politics got sorted out and all of its facets, whatever, there would still be terrible people in the world. Yeah. Like there are still going to be, it's just a mindset. It's a personality type. It just happens. And so you can't fix everybody. You can't please everybody all the time. But me being able to focus on myself and staying guarded enough, but also open enough, you know, doing a YouTube channel and doing all the stuff that we do, we are opening ourselves up to just being like, here's me, here's the stuff that I do. (laughs) But it's probably the same reason I love little trolley comments is because it's like this. I don't think you realize how little this affects me or what is the (laughs) on? uh, Yeah. On the Don Don Draper, what is what is the Don Draper show? The Don Draper show, Mad Men. Um, it happens in the first spoilers. It happens in the first couple of seasons when uh, Peggy gets pregnant. Hmm. Isn't that her name? Spoiler. And he's just like, you will have you have no idea how little this will matter, or something like that. <laughs> that line has stuck with me. It's super powerful. Where it's like, yeah. I, you don't understand that at the moment this may seem very important. And it may have affected you to get the wool pulled over your eyes. But at the end of the day, this will do nothing to you. And it affects you not at all. Yeah. Um, I think Mad Men's a good call because, like, the the whole idea of marketing is very much about manipulation, like you were saying earlier, Steve. And just for the record, I'm not in marketing. I'm not a marketeer. I'm the one that has to... (laughs) You work with marketing people. Yeah, I have to take the shit that they come up with and try and <laughs> sell it to people and make it tangible. Yes. So yeah. um, I remember my the first day of my job, at my, at my very first day in the industry, um, I walked in the building and, and they asked me if I had any um, moral moral um, quandaries about working in the tobacco industry. And like I thought about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, smoking's bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, no, not really. Like... Um, you know, you can only buy cigarettes in Europe if you're an adult. Um, it tells you everything on the pack that you need to know about how much it kills you. Uh, yeah, upstairs, you're lying about, like, 
cereal and chocolate and selling it to kids yeah. and, and making them fat. Yeah. And I, I kind of said this to the managing director, and they just, I just got this weird look as if, like, oh, God, what have we got ourselves into here? Ah. <laughs> I'm like, fucking think about it. And then I, I remember working on this, like, I think it was, like, yogurt or something, and it was strawberry flavor, and I was, like, looking at cool ways to do strawberries, and, like, it could be really funky, like, photograph, and the strawberries could be, like, a little race car, and it could be, like, um, or they could be illustrated strawberries, or they could be, like, little people and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I got all these ideas creative and all about like the brand and, and the energy and what it was for. And then it came back. So oh, we can't show strawberries on the front. I was like, why not? It's like, well, it doesn't have the legal requirement to be, to have, to be called strawberry yogurt. I was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we'll just do it with like, cause you couldn't show it. You couldn't literally show it. Yeah. And so we just did it with some, some expressive and creative typography, you know, telling the language of, yeah. of, of strawberry and stuff. Like that. I was like, I can't say strawberry either. It was like, what do you mean you can't say strawberry? Is it a strawberry yogurt? Yeah, it's a strawberry <laughs> yogurt. Can I say strawberry? No. You've got to say strawberry flavoring. I was like, oh, fair <sighs> enough, fair enough. So I was like, went through all the design, you know, changed all the pack. Like, strawberry flavor yogurt. Can't say strawberry flavor yogurt. Like, what do you mean? Not is, a yogurt. is it strawberry flavor? Yeah. Well, no, because it's, and, it, and, it, <laughs> and basically it wasn't even enough to be deemed the taste of strawberry so we ended up calling it strawberry style flavoring what <laughs> because what it was was like the idea of strawberry is what it tasted like but it didn't actually taste like strawberry so you know kind of like bubble yeah. gum or like um a, a my little pony that has like a strawberry smell like it yeah. isn't, isn't actually strawberry flavor yeah it's just it's what, that it's what you might think strawberry is if you've never had a strawberry before so it, like pink yeah. flavor. It was pink flavor, basically. You know why I think yeah. tasty wheat tastes like everything? Yeah. <laughs> Oatmeal or it's... tuna fish. <laughs> um, it's yeah, like stra- strawberry remember... style flavoring. So it's so far removed from the thing that it was actually basically trying to sell to kids and mums as strawberry. Yeah. And it's like, just oh, just call it pink flavor. Kids like pink. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the, I mean, like blue is a red nice flavor now. Exactly. Blue, yeah. blue drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's bubblegum flavor. Green drink. What flavor, what flavor yeah. bubblegum? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, but the things I remember uh, being a young, irresponsible teenager, and you, I used to drink this this stuff called Tot Off Spirit, and it was thirty seven point five percent proof, uh, which is like seventy proof in American because it's double it, isn't it? Something something like that. Um, but yeah, it was it was vodka flavored spirit drink. So it, it it's not vodka. It's not. Anything else, it's it's vodka flavored spirit drink. It's it was fucking awful. It's um, out rubbing vodka alcohol flavored spirit drink. <laughs> yeah, but it was extremely cheap, which was <laughs> great when I was growing up. But uh, but yeah, the, I think the flavoring thing is a really good one because like there's there's so many things out there now that like like you say they they can't be um, strawberry flavored or, or or whatever flavored because. Which it's, I think is fine. You know, I, I think, yeah. I think a, a set of rules defined to not scam the public is fine. Yeah. But what it means is that there's like a whole multiple industries whose sole purpose is to be more creative with their manipulation. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it, it, it comes it comes down to like how creative do you want to get about lying to people about what the thing is? Yeah, because it's you know it's a thing full of sugar that tastes vaguely pink, like. You can't just put that on. You could put that on the yogurt, and people would still probably buy it. But it, yeah, it's it's a weird, weird thing. <laughs> See, it, it's sorry, go. 
now, but this is I know we've I know we've had this discussion before, <laughs> but I have to bring it back around to like t- tools and, and the making stuff that we do, because one is as someone who always is looking for wrought iron. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at places that are, you know, in the style of wrought iron or these old gates that people are selling for hundreds and hundreds of dollars because they think it is this real wrought iron. I've got a and, lot you know, of rotten iron. Rotten iron. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that that's probably just a lack of knowledge on their yeah. end or or the, you know, taking out the in the style of or yeah, a la yeah. rot iron. Well, the D word. Yes. Well, but that, see, that's that, what I'm saying. getting at. Okay, so that's what I'm leading up to is the the whole reason, and I'll just lay it all out here. The whole reason I don't really agree with the whole Damascus term, and I use pattern welded, is after doing research and and you know not the whole like. I clicked on one online article that agreed with me and therefore I am right. Like we talked about, but the the terminology just came from a very specific type of steel that was made in Damascus with specific ores. We don't know the process, all this stuff. So there's even guys nowadays recreating woots, which is what went into Damascus production. Yeah. And we're like, kind of sure, or, or it's the closest thing, you know, but it's not quite whatever. So I just, I just tend to avoid it for the label of it. You know, it's more just like I pattern well just makes sense. Like it's just welding yeah. steel together to create patterns. But the when people ask me about it, like I, I've had it come up in conversations of, of why not say Damascus or maybe why I avoid it. And I came up with a really dumb analogy for it that I'll lay out there now where I say, you know, well, don't give me a cup of hot brown water and tell me it's coffee gravy but also coffee is basically hot brown water so really like it's your choice at the end of the day how deep you go into what is coffee or what is the hot brown liquid right because effectively looks the same might even smell the same hell might even taste the same but if it's made in a different process like al's yogurt flavoring if it was liqueur flavored in the style of coffee (laughs) Is it still coffee at the end of the day? I don't know. And I don't know how much they'd be trying to sell that stuff for. Would it be a premium because it's 60 quid of bag because it's made in some place in the Yucatan where an animal it gets force fed and poops it out. And then that's what you turn into your hot brown liquid. Yeah, They make coffee I mean, like I, I that. Think, I, I think like it's, it's again, it's one of those things where it comes down to selling someone on not necessarily what the thing is. It's yeah. selling them on the idea yeah, of the thing. Exactly. So, you know, the whole reason that Damascus as a term has become so popularized is because it's associated with it being a super steel. So people go, oh, I want to do that. And and it's the same with uh, with the, the strawberry yogurt thing. They don't want to call it pink flavor because they want to sell That's people the, the idea. That that, though. If it was if it was called green oh, yeah. flavor yogurt, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be all over that shit. Yeah, I would as well. But like, you know, because I. I and, but it's, like, it's that thing. They're, they're trying to sell that idea, that idea that because it's strawberry, it's got fruit in it, therefore it's healthy and not full of sugar, which it is full of sugar, so just fucking say it's full of sugar. But <laughs> I digress. But that's that's the thing, is they're, they're trying to sell this idea of, of what they want. It's um, Stuff and, isn't even full of sugar anymore. Even that's a scam. I know. Like, fucking, I, I, I so badly miss blue E-numbers. They were so much fun. Um, 
but yeah, so Brett's looking really confused because he doesn't realise that over here there are no E-numbers anymore. They're all fucking natural flavouring, uh, natural colourings, which are crap and don't get you super high. Um, but but yeah, like it, yeah, it it's it's one of those things where they they try and sell you on that idea, and it like it, it happens in the making world as well. Like people try and sell you on this. Oh, the, the the those clickbaity titles that are like the ultimate only way you can ever make a knife ever because it's raw. Like, it's a scam. Yeah, and like I mean, there's there's a, a a knife that keeps getting advertised on my Facebook feed at the moment, um, and it's a depending on which shitty pop up company is selling it at the time. It's either a Siberian style knife or a. Uh, other countries style knife and it like it comes up with this slightly different name each time because each time they put it up it gets fucking loads of things legislated against it um and they keep claiming that it's a hand forged knife and it's literally you can see it's been laser cut they've put it in a forge and hit it twice not even enough time for it to build up any form of scale (laughs) and then put an edge on it and that that's it like they've literally just put Hammer marks in it, so it looks forged. I mean, don't 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 get Eric started on fake rust and, and yeah. Oh god, like, yeah, there's a, there's yeah. The, the ultimate restoration yeah. thing. But it, I don't I don't know now if it's come full circle and people just do it as a joke because I saw it was a little thumbnail of like someone restoring an Xbox, like <laughs> one of the original Xboxes, and it was like yeah. it looked like it had been in a fucking barn. And it's like, under no circumstances does an Xbox get that kind of dirty. You've just put dirt on it to make it look like it's some sort of yeah. compelling restoration. Like, that's not the interesting thing about, like, restoring yeah. electronics. It's a black plastic shell that you could probably put in the fucking dishwasher. Like, yeah, exactly. You making it look dirty for the sake of the thumbnail is missing the point entirely. That That's yeah. that's my kind of most frustrating thing about the, the, the volume of scams these days, is that they're not even creative anymore. They're not even, like, intelligent or interesting. Yeah. It's just... Like, if I if I try to do this to in, as many people as I can on the planet, I might I might at least get one or two takers, as opposed yeah. to people who used to put a real effort into it and you know come yeah. round your house and tell a whole story and dress up and have a little shit fake Hoover and stuff. At least they were at least they tried. At least it was yeah. a fucking craft. Yeah. Bring back proper scams. That's what I say. Well, it, it's <laughs> it's like those fucking the the thing that's going around at the moment where uh, someone's trying to buy people's YouTube channels and <laughs> yeah. like. The letter that they or the email that they're sending out is full of like really basic grammatical and spelling <laughs> errors, and it's just like, oh come on, guys! Like at least try. Oh, you're like, not even fucking trying. Exactly. Um, I, th- there's someone. I'm just trying to find the video now uh, of someone that replies to a spammer, and it's a uh, it's like a TED talk that he does. Yeah, yeah, um, the British quirky little British guy with the glasses. Yeah, uh, yeah if you just fantastic. put if you put replying to spam emails into YouTube, uh, there's a TED talk on it. It's uh, it's only a ten minute talk, but it's really dude it's really put funny. That, put that in the show notes for this episode, it's, please. That thing is so worth watching. Yeah, it's great, and and it's it, I mean there's there's a, there's a few of them now, but like I used to love it when you used to get people phoning up. Um, because uh, I I was at my mum and dad's house once and. Someone phoned up and he said he was from Microsoft um, and that he'd been onto our computer and that we had a virus on it and we needed to install this £200 uh, bit of software to um, to get rid of this this virus. 
And uh, and my mum had answered it and had kind of started the conversation with him. And she went, I'm, I'm just going to hand you to my son. And I picked up the phone and he said this. And I was like, right, firstly, no, you're not. Secondly, you haven't been on my computer. Thirdly, if you had, you wouldn't need me to do this, that and the other. Um, but this this was a scam that was going on for ages. And there's another video, again, somewhere in YouTube where um, this this scam, uh, they phoned up a, a, it was like a computer science professor. Um, and basically this guy was like, okay, yeah. And the thing that they install is, um, it's like VNC. So it's, it's a, it's a remote remote access bit of software, so it allows them to take control of your PC. But that's a two-way link. So this uh, computer science guy basically started taking control of that guy's thing, <laughs> got got the entire list of like every number that they had, and um, and basically just pre-warned all of those people to expect a, a phone call and to not answer it or to not not do anything with it. But then like basically just completely tracked the guy down and just absolutely hounded him until he was getting like phone calls at three in the morning telling him to fuck off and leave me alone. Like this guy getting really, really angry because he was getting scammed. It's like, we or getting, um, uh, like getting not attacked. I can't think of the fucking words, but like this invasion of privacy and all this, it's like, you're a fucking scammer. Like you, you don't, you you forewent that that right to privacy when you tried to take that away from other people. Like, what the fuck? And um, and I, yeah, I all that to say, I fucking love it when a scammer gets scammed back because it's really satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss I do miss the old scams though. I have to go back to Al's original statement with the the Cockney guy just going shine your shoes. Like, <laughs> Why isn't there just people on the street still trying to sell you like a car wash, you know, and then you give them five bucks for a coupon and then you go to the car wash and it's either expired or a completely made up coupon. <laughs> what happened to those days? Is it because they're all their printer cartridges are full, Al? You can't even print the things anymore. See, I, I like the the honest scammers, like the guys at, like at the beginning of um, uh, Lockstock when they're like, yeah. It's a bit hot, but you're getting a good deal. So what the fuck do you care? Sort of thing. <laughs> it's like, like um, webuyanycar.com. It's like, oh, we, God, will we give you a good start. price? No, we won't. But can yeah. you be bothered to like hang around and fill in loads of forms and wait? Yeah. You want to buy your car or do you want to sell it right now? It's like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's an open scam. Yeah. I, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like the biggest thing that I run into nowadays are the tool buying or the equipment buying or even the Facebook marketplace thing has been recent for me as well, Al. Um, my my brother-in-law got me started on it in Kansas and admittedly, I don't really work or I don't really use Facebook for pretty much anything. But now I realize that it's become an easier place for people to post because you don't even have to go through a lot of the Craigslist ad or any of these other listing sites right. or eBay that takes money from your sale yeah. or whatever you just can throw up a completely vague name and address to nowheresville, but with a decent piece of kit. And if at that point you're kind of taking a gamble of whether you're going to show up and get killed or not. Um, but the people that I've actually, I'm looking at a drill press right now that needs a bit of work, but the guy's basically offering it for super cheap and it's a great, it's a great drill press. 
Hmm. And he's not too far away from where the maker ranch is. So uh, I messaged him back and forth a couple of times. It was just like, all right, why is it so cheap? You know, this seems too good to be true. I get it if it's not really quite working or old, but why so cheap? Guy sends me back an entire email list of like the parts that are missing or that would need to be ordered, including links that to the drill chuck that needs to be ordered, you know, nice. and they're not they're not like Amazon associate or Amazon affiliate yeah. affiliate links. They're just generic HTTP. Yeah. And he's like, so really, it's just like I can't be bothered to do this shit and I don't need it anymore. So <laughs> up to yeah. you. But here's all the information that you need. And I remember the last email that I sent to him I was like. This makes me feel so much better about a lot of things. <laughs> I appreciate it. So I'm supposed to go look at it like this week. Um, but the tools, sorry, I started that by saying that like tool buying and stuff out of store is so difficult for me to do now because everything is laced with a uh, a warranty package or you get the tool, yeah. but you also have to get this or you get three tools but it's because you need to buy them with the three-year warranty. <laughs> he says and they will not last that long. Yeah, yeah, they will not last that long. And so you'll have to be bothered to take yeah. them back, which like, you know, there are people that will go, I'm going to spend 50 bucks. And if they break, I'll, I'll take it back. I live close enough to the store, whatever it is. Yeah. But when it all comes down to the math at the end of the day, you're like, so you paid 150 bucks for a warranty for $20 tools. But if you yeah. had bought that tool, like the upgraded version of that tool, it would have cost $150. So I don't, I don't understand yeah. <laughs> where you're getting lost in the marketing game, but they're so yeah. good at it. They're so good at it that it, it makes me hesitant. And, but I think one of the things though is like, I, th I think like going back to what you're saying about the, the, the scams not even being that, that smart anymore. Like I, I, I genuinely don't know if it's, the fact that the the scams aren't as good anymore or the fact that we're just we're a little bit wiser to it as a society now like the internet has a lot to answer for but it's also done some great things like the fact that it's opened people's eyes to the fact that you know this shit does happen all the time and if you don't if you don't trust something you can spend two minutes on google check out a website and go yeah no that's that's definitely full of shit like this is this is definitely fake um because I think, like like anything, it's 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 just about like having your eyes open and and being aware and knowing that you know what, not everyone is spiffing. People that we think that are spiffing. As a, uh, as as. Al, you're first. <laughs> Go. He did it. Um, I was tempted. I couldn't figure out how to spell Al. A. Sorry. I was tempted to spit. So carry on, Jess. Yes. Okay, okay, cool. I was tempted to spit <laughs> Jess for her um, genius way of dealing with scams, where she just accepted one of those weird, like, Asian emails where they offer you things to put on your YouTube channel. And it was, was it something like maternity dresses and uh fluorescent strip lighting <laughs> and just just like yeah okay send me some of that and i'll i'll use it in <laughs> videos and i just thought yeah like embrace the scam instead of being like yeah. oh fuck it delete it or get angry or anything i was like and i started to take that on board i started to go yeah you know what yeah and and i got i got a weird email from um some 
like bullshit Chinese robotic electronics company. Like, go to the website, super cheap, looks nasty as fuck. Uh, uh, dear Altakshak, we really like your YouTube content. Would you consider doing this? And I was like, oh, really? Like, what, what, what videos do you like? Yes, they are great. Yeah. No, tell me specifically which. And I, I just started like engaging with them. And they obviously yeah. had, didn't give a fuck and had never watched any of my, my YouTube channel. But then I was like, you know what? You could probably send me something. I could probably do something with it that could be quite interesting. Yeah. So I just started to say, like, yeah, fuck it. Send me something. So I'm, I'm in the middle yeah. of trying to get something. Nice. All, all because Jess was like, actually took this fucking spam email, the spam scam, um, yeah. and flipped it around. But I'm not going to spiff that. So that was just a side story. That story was a scam. That spiff was a scam. Um, I'm going to spiff someone totally unrelated. Um, and it's John from John Made It. Um, nice. He's kind of been with us along the journey from the from the early days, John. Um, and he's always like, he's a, bad he's always smell. like a like a terrible, smelly, nice man. <laughs> um, and he's always super enthusiastic. Um, he's the first to like offer advice or help out in the community. He's yeah. always making shit for other people. I think he just made like the the brothers bake uh, like YouTube counter thing. Um, yeah, and he's got his little fingers in all sorts of different um disciplines and 3d printing and um cncing and I, I just love the fact that he's um he takes his kids along with the journey as well so he's always kind of helping them make stuff it's it's super nice to see his story evolve um and yeah he's he's just a great bloke very talented very enthusiastic um always always willing to help um and if you don't know john i suggest you go and check him out so it's it's John made it. Um, literally spelled like that, J M I, uh, and he's he's set up the Maker Jenga for Maker Central. Mm-hmm. So he's got an yes. idea that all makers basically bring their own uh, Jenga block that they've made to Maker Central uh, with the yeah. dimensions of two inches by twelve inches by four inches. Uh, correct measurements coming soon, um, so that everyone can come along and play 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 together and basically build something. Yeah. There's a kit of parts. I just thought it was a super nice idea. So, a lot of time for him. Um, thanks, John. Thanks for being a part of this mad little group that we've got going on. Um, yeah. yeah, John made it. Check him out. He's spiffing. Fantastic. Yeah. Good shout. Um, yes. Yes. No, he is. Uh, sorry, I was, I was trying to reference something and then realized I couldn't because I couldn't remember the full thing. So, I'm going to shut up. Uh, but yeah, John is lovely and wonderful and weird. Uh, as of, so I am next. Uh, I am going to go with the uh, a, a, a fucking words. Words are really hard today. I've had a lot of sugar. Um, I uh, I was on Instagram and actually posted something on Instagram this week. Um, having me and Joe, uh, me and Joe, no, me and Brett uh, talked last week about the fact that I didn't. What the fuck are you posting in the group chat? Fuck. Uh, all I can hear is just ping, ping, ping. I'm gonna close that window. Uh, yeah, closed it. It's fine. Um, yes. So I uh, I posted something on on Instagram, and one of the people that commented, I had a quick look at their profile, and it's a uh, couple of people that seemed really good fun. They've started up a YouTube channel, um, and they've made a workshop in what looks like their dining room. Uh, and they've just clad the entire thing with a massive pallet wall. Um, 
they're they're kind of the only way I can describe it um is they're and it doesn't even make sense it's only because it's another make a couple but like you know how evan and caitlin are like super like high energy and very kind of american imagine like a very english version of that like lots more swearing shit high energy yeah shit teeth high energy but really dry humor and occasionally just being like uh i can't be fucked um and yeah, it's uh, Ben and Mug Make, who are really good fun. Uh, they've got th- three videos out so far, I think. Um, one's just an intro video to the channel. One is cladding their living room in pallets. And the other is making a table. Um, and yeah, they just look like they're, they're having a lot of fun with it and not taking things too seriously. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're they're good fun. Go go check them out. Excellent. So that's them. Yeah, uh, Brett, that's me. So my spiffy came by way of a suggestion from YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. Uh, partially spiffing. Um, the young man's page or artist name is Ten Hundred in all in letters, no numbers. So Ten Hundred. He's a young artist illustrator who I, I've seen his style before, uh, either with branding or marketing. I think he was a mural artist. Um, but the video that specifically uh, stuck out to me was his Fiverr video, which I don't know if anybody else has heard of Fiverr. I remember catching wind of it a, a little while ago, but it did seem kind of like a scam. <laughs> Admittedly, yeah. when people were telling me like, Oh, you just get on and look up people that will do a task for you for $5. And I was like, this, something about this seems all wrong. Turns out he sets up a Fiverr page and posted something on Instagram of like, I set up a Fiverr page, $5 gets you a 15 minute long drawing. And so many people signed up uh, because he has a pretty decent following and everything that he ends up spending way more time and kind of over, over delivering. And uh, the real gimmick to it is that he set up like a hundred dollar thing, like top tier. No one will buy this, but Fiverr basically wouldn't let him set up the profile without doing these extra tiers. And a handful of people did it. So he went like way above and beyond and made beautiful drawings. So in my mind, it's like a reverse scam because you actually <laughs> scamming himself. Yeah. He's scamming himself. Like, fuck you work. He actually does the math at the beginning. He was like, uh, just based on this, if I do 15 minutes, it's going to take me like nine hours to do this entire thing, whatever. Um, he, yeah, but it was actually nice to see kind of like an over delivering, you know, where people were willing to kind of support him as we see all the time. People, I don't know, asking for donations and, and whatnot. Um it was nice to see someone take pride in it and kind of over deliver on what could have been a very easy scamming gimmick from his end. That's it. But the rest of his videos are great. Uh, he's a super talented artist and I love his style. Nice. So yeah, it's like between him and Adam C just go look at cool, cool. artwork. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I will check that out. 
Uh, is there any other business? Yes, we need 54 Tetris blocks for Maker Central. So if you're coming to Maker Central and you have the ability to make things out of stuff, we want mixed media, ridiculous weights, um, and obviously inaccurate measurements that will make the Jenga even more impossible to play. Um, yes, either hook us up at the following contact details or um, check out John for, from John Made It and see what the deal is on the I, Jenga bricks. Hang on. You said Tetris blocks. I meant Jenga. Okay. Uh, Ooh, yes. Play real life that's... Tetris. That's a good idea. I, I actually that's, thought I that was a real thing. It's like throw, be great. throw some completely random shapes. It was in the a total Freudian slip because I, I'm actually trying yeah. to make a real life Tetris game, but we'll keep that. Ah, <laughs> I'm excited about that. Uh, cool. Uh, any other any other business? Not for me. No? Okay, cool. Uh, although, actually, one other thing I will say is um, uh, I uh, blah, 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 blah. Michael Cthulhu uh, has just released a uh, Zelda Master Sword build, and it's glorious. So go watch that as well. Uh, that's not a spiff; it's just news. Uh, so yes, if you want to get hold of us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. It's a trap! Shack. And if you want to find us as a collective, <laughs> you can find us uh, at fwtpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram at fwtpodcast where you can see the lovely, lovely thumbnails. Or you can join the Facebook group and get involved with all the wonderful, lovely, fun community stuff that happens in there, including conversations with John about... Oh, fuck, I nearly called it Tetris then, you dickhead. Uh, about Jenga blocks and the sizes in which Jenga, Jenga blocks should be made. Ginger, ginger blocks. <laughs> ginger blocks uh yes that's it for another week so until next time we love you goodbye Bye. now anyone who knows me knows that i have no problem telling someone they're wrong but for the first time in my life, it's not something that's so enjoyable. We live in an era of fraud, not just in banking, but in government, education, religion, food, and even making. What bothers me isn't that scams aren't nice or that scams are mean. It's that for 15,000 years, scams and short-sighted thinking have never, ever worked. Not once. Eventually, people get caught. Things go south. When, did we help? when the hell did we forget all that? I thought we were better than this. I really did. And the fact that we're not doesn't make me feel right or it doesn't make me feel superior. It makes me feel sad. I just know that at the end of the day, average people are going to be the ones that are going to have to pay for all this because they always do.